0: Welcome to Futureproof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. This episode is hosted by Jane Osser from Kantar and Felipe Tomas from Saïd Business School.
1: So, today we are interviewing Nick Lawson, who is CEO for EMEA for Mediacom. Welcome, Nick.
2: Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm more than just CEO, by the way. Oh, are you? I do have another job. I've got two jobs. Steve, my boss, likes to right. give everybody more than one job. Yeah. So, he's given me another job, Yeah. thinking I'm not busy enough already, which is to head up our global client practice. And what does that mean? Well, it ma- basically means that um, trying to pull together best practice across all our global teams. So taking the best and making sure that happens everywhere. Good work, try and replicate it across all of our client base, basically. So, Does that mean you have to travel quite a lot, or do you do it all because yeah, your get a desk in no. yeah. Well, actually, in theory, because we've got this amazing tool called the system, I don't know if you've ever come across it, it's sort of on all mm. our planners' desktops. So in theory, I could do it all for my desk, because <laughs> everybody is working on this one big sort of system right. that we plan and use across all our client base. Yeah. Okay. But as you know, because it, we've got 8,000 human beings, mm. sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't, sometimes yeah. they think they can reinvent something else. So, <laughs> yeah. so, you, so it invariably ends up with a, with a lot of travel. And, of course, meeting clients from all across the world. So one of our big projects at the moment is across P&G, and I set out the, the task of meeting every single client that connects with us on P&G for a variety of reasons, which has involved quite a lot of phone calls and, and, and some travel. So yeah. You also said, how am I feeling? Terrible.
1: Right. This is, this is, this <laughs> is the true terrible. answer. This is where we like to get to the truth.
2: <laughs> absolutely, it's all entirely self-induced right. as well. I've, I'd only blame myself and maybe a handful of colleagues. But we're, we're <laughs> and not, one client. <laughs> we're
0: not going to feel sorry for you. Okay. All right. So one of the joys here
2: is picking your
0: brain a bit. How sure. have you seen the business changing over the these past like twenty eight years in your experience?
2: Sure, twenty eight years, yes, that's right. Mm. So I worked. Um, I mean, it sort of connects into how I think clients are feeling as well. So in my career, so I worked at MediaCom. MediaCom for twenty eight years. So I've actually been in the business for over thirty years, I suppose. And, you know, when yeah. I first started out, I, w- I worked for Saatchi's. And I sort of joined, uh, when, I, when I joined, media, media was in its sort of infancy, really. I mean, the media business, which was the company that Mediacom bought that then became Mediacom, was 35 people, was the company I joined. And it was the, one of the first of its kind in the world. It was one of the first original media independents. But when I started there, you know, advertising agencies had media departments. You know, over that, over that time, so in the 90s, really, all of the traditional uh, advertising agencies split out their media so they decided and clients wanted a, a focus on media because they kind of worked out well this these guys are getting 10 minutes at the end of the presentation mm. by and large is what used to happen if mm. there was time yeah. but they're spending probably our biggest expenses our media budget right mm. so nobody's really giving it the time and it deserves so media media independence sprung up um and there was much more of a focus on media, much more of a focus on ROI. And then digital happened <laughs> at the end of, uh, you know, at the end of that period. So then clients said, well, OK, well, how can we be much more effective in these new new forms of media? And I think, uh, you know, at that point, a whole new industry of digital independence then sprung up, you know, in, the, in, in those forms. Then clients said, OK, but we kind of want media to be looked upon across the piece in one view. In my view, the big media companies like MediaCom and obviously all of our competitors do have a, the one big advantage we've got: we, we can look across everything and assess everything and see what's working, what's not, and put together amazing plans based on you know on that on that basis. So, I mean, just a simple the simple answer to your question is: how's it changed? It's become incredibly more complicated than it was before. If you look at the customer journey, insight journey, all of those things have become incredibly complex. And the use of data, the types of people that we need, all of those things have changed. So before, you know, pretty much, you, you needed an executional, one executional person to run a campaign. You needed a reasonable comms planner, somebody that understood advertising, and you needed somebody to execute. Whereas now we need data analysts, res- dedicated research, we need specialists in a myriad of digital channels, and you need to put them all together in one united team to give that client a holistic view. And you know what? That, I think, is the biggest challenge, uh, is giving clients that integrated view because you need, how do you combine those specialist disciplines into one coherent plan or client-facing team? It's actually really, it's very, very hard. And I think it's the thing that clients struggle with the most is how how they put their agency structures uh, together, you know, together in that form. But on the other hand, sorry, just to to finish on this point, on the other hand, I think that all of that has given media an incredible focus, right? So we're now actually really important people in the room from being sort of having no time at all in a presentation, don't worry about the media, they'll spend it, I'm sure they'll spend it all wisely. We're now kind of the first port call for a lot of our clients. And actually, we're defining sort of sources of growth because they're looking for us. To how do we grow our brands, right? So the biggest question that we're always asked is, how do I grow, right? So, and we're at the forefront of answering that questions for our clients, right? Because we're saying, actually, you can't even write the brief anymore without really agreeing with us on how, how are you going to grow? How, where's this growth going to come from? And of course, we've got so much data and so much input into that process that it's actually made us... It made, made us partner better with our clients and also our colleagues because I think one of the things that has been lost a little bit over the years is that integration with the brilliant creative people that, you, that write amazing work. And I think part of that, this is why the traditional ad agencies, in my view, struggle to deliver against the um, digital channels as well as they do with the traditional channels, right? Because obviously an ad doesn't work the same way on Facebook as it does on traditional TV, and that's because media planning, in my view, the people that really understood the channels, is being removed from the agency. So there isn't that sort of integration that you used to have. And I think that we've got to find better ways of doing that. So we're working with our partners to, to really make that happen in more integrated ways. It's what WPP are doing with all their client teams. It's really putting those people back together. And I think it's great to be part of that in the broader WPP contest. Okay, so you've spoken a bit about how agencies have changed over the last few years. And I think clients are keeping pace with that change themselves, aren't they? They've yeah. had to change as well, like the marketing function. Um, and also, you know, there is a bit of a trend we're seeing towards in-housing of some media functions. What's, yeah. what's your view on that? So I think, I think, going back to what I was saying before, I think that clients are searching for growth, right? But growth yeah. is harder than it's ever to get for clients right in, the, in, in a lot of the markets we're working in it's really really t- tough to d- deliver growth CMOs are under more pressure than they've ever been before the average tenure as you know I don't know this this is somebody told me the other day is halved in the last five years To I was told somebody gave me a stat it was like 18 months now or something but so <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah. it's incredible pressure that people are under to deliver to deliver growth And as a consequence of that, um, they are looking at different ways of execution. And most of the growth is is, is focused around how can I execute better in a digital world? How can I transform myself digitally for a traditional business? And how can I uh, transform myself into a a more e-commerce, digital-friendly business? And that's the entire focus. But as a consequence, the world's changing so fast that it's really hard for... You know, I actually... I feel real empathy with a lot of our clients because the world's changing so fast and the the problems that you're answering, in the old days with marketeers that I first grew up with when I was in the thing, actually you did your training, you were... Pretty good to go. Three years training, you're pretty good to go. Nothing much changed, and you knew the, what the rules were. Put brands on TV, built awareness this way, make sure your retail strategy is, is, is sorted out, Bob's your uncle, you mm-hmm. could probably deliver 10% growth. Now, the, the, the challenges that they face in all of those different channels against e-commerce and all of that strategy is so tough, which is why I think people are churning so so quickly, right? Because it's a very, very difficult conundrum to work out. Now, within that comes back to this integration thing. I th- what I notice is, so we, so we work with some of the traditional clients, big clients like P&G, but we also work with clients like Uber, for example, yeah. or Indeed. And these are businesses that have grown up with that technology, with having digital next to them. They, they couldn't have developed their business without it being in-house, you know, without it being part of their sort of fabric. So there's a big difference between the two, two things because that type of in-housing is fundamental to them, Okay. I still think, funny, but all those brands are gravitating towards traditional media companies now because they want to move to the next level in terms of building their brands in a you know, meaningful way. So there's a big difference between those types of brands where I think it absolutely makes sense if it's the heart of your business to do your own search and social, you know, whatever, whatever it may, may be, because it's part of them. I think it's trickier for some of the more traditional clients to, you know, to, to have that expertise. And I know it's very, very hard running a media agency, actually. It's pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah. difficult, right? But m- the, my only observation, and I, and I would absolutely be supportive of clients wanting to experiment within housing if they feel that they can get better results. So I don't think we should be defensive about it. Mm. But I think we also should be very honest about you know, what it takes to be successful, right? And the biggest single, I mean, you know, MediaCon, we say about ourselves, people first, better results, right? You talk to a very strong kind of culture. But the one, one thing that is so, so true is talent, because we we, we've got 8,000 know, really talented people globally working in 120 offices. Now, they stay at Mediacom because we offer them a career. Okay? So you can do what I did. So I've worked at Mediacom 28 years. I started off as Sue Uniman's. We were talking about this <laughs> earlier, Jane. <laughs> yeah. I started off as Sue Uniman's uh, assistant. In yeah. some ways, I still am her assistant. <laughs> you know, and I've done every single job. But Mediacom grew <laughs> as an agency, and that afforded me the opportunity to, do, to have an amazing career, right? Now, if you go into an in-house media department in, in a client outside of the main centre for that talent, wh- where does your career go? Mm. And, and that, I think, is the biggest single issue because I think absolutely it can work for a limited amount of time. But in the long term, that's got to be a sustainable proposition for that client. Now, some clients may get that right, but in the end, there's got to be really sound business reasons for it. I actually think when clients look at it, they'll see many, many advantages in outsourcing media to specialists actually uh, yeah. you know I- in the end is where i think think it, it will play out i i think yes there will be some experimentation i think agencies need to be flexible in the way we work with clients absolutely not be defensive about it but i think there are big advantages in outsourcing specialist tasks you've sketched out this pretty amazing digital transformation
0: journey over your career yeah. and what you've seen and a particular challenge on integration data analysis with creatives and planning and so yeah. on as a particular challenge. So as we see technology evolving and now the big theme hype, whatever you want to call it, around the AI, how does that then integrate into what you're saying and this challenge that you're saying around communicating creative planning analytics and what's the role in AI in that system?
2: Well, I think that the, you know, if we're really honest about it, if we're really honest about it at the moment, and I, and I think this is true of whether you're in housing or not in housing, If you look at the process for booking social media on Facebook, I mean, I don't want to have a go at Facebook, right, because I think to a certain degree all the digital channels are, are similar, but the amount of manual work required to do it is huge. So what we have to try and do, and that means that we're employing lots of people, but they're doing really mundane and quite boring jobs, actually. In a, in a, you know, in a lot of cases, it sounds exciting working in Mediacom's digital department, but actually it's soul-destroyingly boring in certain certain <laughs> jobs... Oh no certain jobs they have to do. So it's incumbent on us to make sure that we automate all of those boring jobs. And we have spent a lot of money trying to do that, and we're getting better at it. Are we perfect? No. But we're making real strides, and our partners are really helping us with that as well. So you know, I think I'm really proud of our relationship with Google, how we've automated some of our search processes. We won an award with Google you know, for it, but they've really helped us Develop so to try and take away some of those really mundane and boring jobs so that our people can focus on what they should be focusing on, which is how do we grow our clients' business. So, my ambition for actually for Mediacom is that all those 8,000 people that's all they think about, that we free up everything else so we've got 8,000 people that are entirely focused on what's the next idea that's going to get my client from A to B. So, and, and that's where we need to end up. Are we there yet? No, of course, because there's lots of boring stuff that we have to do to, to get going. But I think we absolutely need to, to focus on it with our partners at Group Airman at WPP. We, need, we are laser-focused on it, and I think everybody is talking about it. Do I think this means that all media planning will be done by robots? Absolutely not. Mm. Because I think you will always need insight, right? Um, you're, you're always going to have to have somebody that interprets the data you know, that says this is important and this isn't important. And you're also going to have to compare different data sets as well. And you're also going to need new ideas and innovation. And, and all of those come from human beings. Although we had a, um, a talk from Dan Kaufman at, the, at Google that he probably maybe doesn't agree with that, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so you're delineating like a pretty strong vision for the even the culture of the place and how you manage it as yeah. far as like how you allocate talent. So yeah. speaking of your own internal experience, you've stayed at MediaCom, you said, like for a very long time.
2: What has kept you there? Well, there's two things, because I think great great companies give people a sense of ownership, right? So they feel like a shareholder, and even though they're not, right? I mean, obviously, we're shareholders in WPP and some through share option, but MediaCom has that sort of sense, and I think the reason why that is is because People, I like to think anyway, people come on a journey with us, so we offer people that journey because we're a growing business. So, I mean, Mediacop, probably I don't know many people know this, but actually, you know, we're 8,000 people today, but five years ago we were like 5,000 people, right? So we've grown a lot in the last five years, and I think that that has afforded everybody in the business uh, opportunity. So we look for any job that comes up in Mediacom. We always look internally first. It's our, it's our number one priority. Is there anybody in this business that can do this new role that would, even would would be promoted? It would be a promotion for this person. Before we look outside, it doesn't mean to say that we only recruit internally because we've got lots of people who've come from, from the outside because we couldn't find the expertise we needed internally. But they've come on that journey with us. And both Steve and myself over the years, and, and people have stayed, you see... 28 years, yeah, okay, that's a long time, right? But there's a lot of people at Mediacom that have been at Mediacom 20-plus years. I mean, name me all the people you know at Mediacom. Matt Me, 25 years. Jeremy Griffiths, 25 years. I was joking with Dominic Guber, who heads up our sort of trading team, but he feels like a youngster. He's been here 10 years. (laughs) He's been there 10 years. So I think, and all of that creates, you know, passion the business it creates a sense of culture and a sense of ownership and one of our people that we interviewed in our suite was talking about it and he was saying as a young man I didn't really understand how important culture was and it, and it's so true and I look back now the older you get one of the advantages is you can sort of see things but you know how powerful culture is and without that culture that really strong culture you've got nothing absolutely nothing and agencies it's so important to get the culture right and that's what really defines so shortcut to the question is I was provided opportunity, so that's one of the reasons I stayed. We've got this amazing culture that I felt I had some ownership and added to in some way. I was allowed to do that, and, and that's what I think is really important is allowing people to contribute and change the culture over the years. Um, and the last thing is just I've worked with some amazing people. I mean, real, talented, funny, smart people. You love the lot, like family. So where do you think media agencies are going to be in about five years' time then, Nick? I haven't got a crystal ball, and... I certainly don't think that I've got all the answers, but you know my, my my feeling on it is that I think that there will be we will be more there will be more integration between us and the other marketing firms. I'm not saying we're going to go back to full service, but I think there'll be a level of integration that's going to be demanded by clients, so I think that's one trend that I think that you will see so more within wPP more companies kind of being put together, I suppose not necessarily merged but ways of working together. Definitely. I think clearly more money through ours will be spent on more digital channels. So I think integrating those digital channels in an effective strategy will become paramount to that. I think performance media techniques will grow um, exponentially actually and how you build brands through those and how those fit together, I think will be really, really important. I think there will be more automation. I think there'll be much more focus on um, optimization in media mm. than there is, at the, you know, there is at this moment in time. And I think this is one of the areas we didn't really touch on it. But one of the real reasons why clients are also in housing is because digital isn't giving them the results that they really want. Yeah. So they're saying, well, why is this? Maybe it's because we're not paying enough attention to it ourselves. So it's one of the trends I see coming into in housing, you know, is that. So I think that. We all have to be much more focused on how we deliver you know, growth through those digital channels, both from a creative standpoint, but also from an optimization and media standpoint as well. Because I think we all know that a lot of the creative that's being put out on digital channels isn't fit for purpose. And, you know, if you look at some very worrying statistics about things that are adapted for even Facebook's news feed, right? I mean, people are putting out TV ads.
0: I wanted to pick up a little bit on, back a little bit on the, the, this culture idea. Yeah. Okay, because you've, you've described a strong, advantageous culture inside of your own organization, yeah. but you interface with a number of clients yeah. with their own cultures and yeah. so on that yeah. Yeah. I imagine either help or hinder the process. Sure. From your view, is there anything that a client it's could a have in their culture that would help them leverage all of the assets that you bring to the table just a bit better?
2: so this is a it's a it's a really really good question and I'm not first of all I'm I'm very rarely asked by clients that question which in itself I think just asking the question is a good thing to do so that would be my first point I have some experience in this because my brother used to be a client and he ran a vacuum cleaner company I I won't be unfair to say uh, but it was a few years ago and he asked me the same question how do I and, and, I, and I said to him, what I would do was I'd find out all the names of the people that are working on your business in the agency. I'll get the account director to send them to you. And I would send them all a vacuum cleaner, right? I would send them all a vacuum cleaner. And do you know what? I know, just I know how agency people would. They will run it through a brick wall yeah. for you, yeah. for that, just for that, you yeah. know? Because and agency people actually live to sort of have that strong, dynamic relationship with clients, right? They, they, they sort of feed off it. So if you really wanted to make a difference and inspire, it's actually just involve them, right, like that. Mars do this great thing. They send us chocolate, one of our big clients, right? It makes such a difference. It just cheers everybody up. It's just simple things, the small things. And this is what I say to our people about. The biggest single metric that we have on our client relationships is showing our clients that we care about them. So when we do all our analysis, that care, showing that you care, drives our metrics more than any other single factor, right? And it is single thing, single biggest thing you can do. So my advice to a client is show that you really care about the agency. Because if you do that, I think they'll run through a brick wall for you. That would be my advice anyway.
0: To future proof. For all episodes and more information, visit uk.cantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. Please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released. Thank you.